0: Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am your radio pastor and Bible teacher, Dr. David Pinkerton, and I'm accompanied today in the studio with my wife, Dorinda, and here we are already flying through the month of November. I don't know about you all, but it seems like to us it's going by really quickly. Here we are in the 18th day already of November and getting ready for Thanksgiving coming. So I hope that you have a chance to get together with loved ones and to celebrate the goodness of our God to us on a national day of Thanksgiving. But before we get started this morning, I've asked Dorinda to read us a couple scriptures. So she's going to share with us today, but we're glad that you're tuned in. We're appreciative, very grateful for WXAN Radio. Brother Danny and the good folks here that make this ministry go forward. And then we're grateful for all of you that listen and that support it prayerfully and also financially. I would encourage you to do that. So at this time of Thanksgiving, we want you to know that we're honored to have a program on this radio station. We're thankful to the Lord and thankful to Brother Danny and Will and the good folks here to let us have the Good Tidings radio broadcast every Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time here on WXAN Radio. Now, if you're listening by car, you're probably tuned in to 103.9 FM, or you can listen by the Internet on www.wxanradio.com. And when the page pulls up, click on the button Listen Live. All right. So without any further ado, we're going to get into today's message, which will be which will be a Thanksgiving message. But before we do, Dorinda is going to read a couple passages of scripture for us. Psalm 103, 1 and 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all. His benefits. All right. Thank you very much, Dorinda. Very good words from the Word of God for us to live by. All bless the Lord. And I pray today that you do that. You bless the Lord. You know, we ask Him to bless us, but we're actually compelled, commanded, and instructed from the Scripture to bless the Lord. So open your Bibles today to Romans chapter number one Romans chapter number one. And we're going to take a text, a very small verse here in verse number 21, Romans chapter 1 and verse number 21. That'll constitute our text and message. I want to speak to you today on a simple message, and I want to encourage you to the title, Thrill to the Theme of Thanksgiving. Thrill to the Theme of Thanksgiving, Romans chapter number 1 and verse number 21. The Scripture says they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. Neither were thankful. Father, bless the Word of God, the preaching and the teaching of it. Help us to listen to it with the intent to obey what you instruct us by your Spirit and your Word today. If there's someone listening that's not a Christian, Then today you'll open up their understanding, then draw them to faith in Jesus Christ, and they'll be born again. And we thank you today, Lord, that we do have a national day where we can stop and celebrate as a country uh, and thank you for the goodness we have been given. So bless us now. Exhort the brethren and so much the more. Strengthen us in the inner man. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thrill to the theme of thanksgiving. By way of introduction. The way to be unhappy is to be ungrateful. Romans chapter 1 and verse 21 expresses the character of the unregenerate or the unsaved heart. The Bible says neither were thankful. That a man can breathe God's fresh air, bask in his sunshine, walk freely on God's ground, and enjoy God-given health and not be thankful is a frightening commentary on the depravity of the human heart. Thanksgiving Day first came about because godly pilgrims, in spite of privation and hardship, could not overlook the blessings of God in their lives. Then in 1846, Mrs. Sarah Hale, the editor of Goody's Ladies Book, Ladies Book, Goody's Ladies Book began a campaign to have Thanksgiving Day established as a national holiday. Though some states responded to this mother of magazines for women, The federal government ignored her pleas for 17 years. And in 1863, Abraham Lincoln listened to Mrs. Hale and proclaimed the first Thanksgiving proclamation since George Washington. And I'm glad that he did, aren't you? The scripture says in Psalm 100, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Surely the blood bought child of God should experience thanksgiving every day, for blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Psalm 68, verse 19. Everything that hath breath should praise the Lord. Psalm 150 and verse 6. And then Paul commands under inspiration, let the peace of God rule in your hearts and be ye thankful. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 15. Romans 8 and 28 tells us all things work together for good to them that love God and that the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Psalm 113 verse 3. Now I love Thanksgiving Day. I love being able to spend it with family and friends. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but we can do it with technology today over our telephones over FaceTime, different apparatuses where we can reach out to our loved ones and spend some time together. So I hope you do that this year. But I'm thankful for other things today as well, things that matter much more for time and eternity. And along with me, I think all of us as Christians, I believe, should be grateful for these things. So let's ask ourselves today, is my does our heart thrill to the theme of Thanksgiving? As we think about the blessings God gives us, if it doesn't, it should. And how sad that many public schools today do not truly celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, they take some time off, but think about this. And many homes do not celebrate Thanksgiving. Thus, millions of young children find it hard to learn the ability to say thank you. Many husbands do not show appreciation to their wives, nor wives to their husbands, And this is a selfish, ungrateful generation that we've seen in America now for a long time. For we do not, as the scripture says, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay our vows unto the Most High. Psalm 50 and verse 14. If we did, we'd call upon him in the day of trouble and he would deliver us and we would glorify God. Psalm chapter 50 and verse 15. A missionary studying a large boar lying in four inches of mud pondered a thought he said i wonder what the ambitions of a pig are he listened to the animal as he gulped down his meal at the feeding trough and grunted his contentment while splashing in the mud for his siesta he said that he could have written greed on one side of the pig's belly and personal well-being on the other side of the pig's belly but how many of us though think about this saints how many of us are like that Paul encountered Philippian Christians who broke his heart because they were minding earthly things instead of eternal things. The, he said in Philippians three nineteen, whose God was their belly, and whose glory was in their shame. What a constant, uh, or what a contrast, folks, to the testimony of Fanny Crosby, who at eight years old wrote, "Oh, what a happy soul am I, although I cannot see." I am resolved that in this world, contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't, to weep and sigh because I'm blind. I cannot, and I won't. It seems that we have just enough religion, if you would, to inoculate ourselves against a good old happy biblical salvation. R.C. Trench wrote, When thou hast thanked God for every blessing sent, what time will remain for murmurs and lament. Oh, thrill, folks, to the thrill of of Thanksgiving today. I want you to rethink Thanksgiving. We move in this day and time straight from the 4th of July, it seems like, to Halloween, and straightly from Halloween to Christmas. And we live in such a world that is pushing everything faster and more forward. Instead of taking time to actually stop and live one day at a time and recognize that Thanksgiving is a beautiful thing, and our hearts should thrill to it, as a Christian. So today there's some things that I'm thankful for, and I want to share them with you. And I pray that they'll be a blessing to you, and you will acknowledge them and support them. And hopefully they're something you can be thrilled about too when we come to Thanksgiving. Number one, I am thankful for salvation. The Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. David exclaimed in Psalm twenty seven and one Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15. Folks, anything this side of hell for us is pure grace. We do not have this great salvation because we deserve it. Oh, how we should praise the Lord daily for saving us, as the Bible said, out of the horrible pit and from the miry clay. You know, on a clockmaker's window was a sign one time. It said, clocks converted to chiming. So, if we're truly converted, saved by the grace of God, washed in the blood of Jesus, born again spiritually of the second birth, John chapter 3, if we're truly converted, we should be chiming our thanks to God for His wonderful grace. Amen. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Now, if you're among those who we described in Romans chapter number one, who were not thankful, neither were thankful, our text verse, folks, then you should come to Christ right now and today and experience this so great salvation. Are you saved? I mean, have you had a personal experience with Jesus Christ, recognizing you're a sinner? The Bible said all have sinned and come short. Of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. There's not a good man on the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Every human being is born with a sinful nature. We are sinners in the sight of a holy and just God. And we reach that age of accountability. We now stand accountable to God for the sin debt that we were born with from Adam and Eve. Now we all have a sin debt, and God so loves us that he knew the only way that sin debt could be paid was through his son, Jesus Christ. So he sent Jesus, born of the Virgin, who lived a sinless life. And his primary function was to die on the cross of Calvary, where there they crucified him. And when he was hanging on the cross, God took every sin that we've ever committed or have ever committed or will commit, and he did that for all humanity. He took all of our sins in the human race past, present, and future, because we all were that, and laid them on Jesus and punished Jesus in our place. It's called the vicarious sufferings of Jesus or the substitutional death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus was not a sinner, and he came because of the love of God, and he went to the cross of Calvary to pay our sin debt with his own sinless blood. God accepted the payment that he made for our sins, Christ was crucified, He died, He was buried in the tomb, and then He was resurrected again the third day for our justification. And today, He has paid your sin debt, friend, but it only relates to you and affects you if you personally accept that payment by accepting Jesus Christ or trusting Him to be your personal Savior. If you would like to do that today and know for sure with a Bible promise that you're going to heaven, then I want you to close your eyes, bow your head if you can. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, obviously. But from the sincerity of your heart, agree with God. You are a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And now, with a simple sincerity heart, heart of sincerity, follow me in this prayer. And I lead people in a prayer, not because there's something magical about a prayer. There's not. But because the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we do that through a prayer of faith. Now, follow me in this prayer if you'd like to trust Christ and be saved and forgiven of your sins. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe you died for me, were crucified for me was buried in the tomb, and resurrected the third day for me. And I accept the payment that you made for my sins. And I ask you to save me and take me to heaven. Amen. Now, folks, if you did that, we rejoice with you. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make, and that is to have biblical salvation through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So I actually have some free Christian literature to send you as a new believer because you're a new, new believer now in Christ. And I'll email them to you. If you'll email me or send them to you, rather, if you'll email me, my email address is dr. Dave, D R D A V E one three at gmail.com. Dr. Dave one three at gmail.com. Email me and tell me that you've trusted Christ as your savior And give me your mailing information if you would. I'll send it to you free of charge. Steps in a new direction. Some brand new literature for Christians. So, number one, we're thankful today for our salvation. Christian, are you chiming thanks to God for being saved and knowing that you're going to heaven? Remember, we don't deserve it. But God, through his love and grace, give it to us. Not of works, but by grace. The Bible says in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So receive him as your Savior, and have a real thanksgiving and something to be thankful about. Secondly, we're thankful today for sustenance. The Scripture says, Who daily loadeth us with benefits, or as Dorinda read to us in Psalm 103, For all his benefits. David assured us through the Psalms, how that God blesses us with benefits. In Psalm 68 and verse 19, who daily loadeth us with benefits. James chapter 1 and verse 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Many times, folks, God provides and we don't even realize it. Other times he would provide if we would simply trust him by faith to do it. The children of Israel loathed the manna that God had sent them in the wilderness because it had become commonplace. we got so many blessings in our life, it becomes commonplace to us. If we're not careful, we should all say amen right there. Lord, forgive us. Even so, God has been blessing us so long that many of us have just taken it as routine or for granted. We take His bountiful provision for granted, and what a shame. The Scripture says in Psalm 92 and verse 1, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. God knows what he's talking about. The more your children thank you and show appreciation to you for what you've given unto them, the more you want to do it for them, right? Of course that's true. And so does our Heavenly Father feel the same about all of us as Christians. When a Thanksgiving turkey was taken by Christians to a poor woman one time, she was a very ungrateful person. They took the turkey that had been cooked and baked and was ready to go to her. and in her words, I'm quoting now, she said, "Where, where are them their cranberries?" end of quote. Well, <laughs> you know, I think we need to thank God for the turkey first. And then recognize if we thank him for the turkey, he may provide the cranberries as well. We don't need to be that way. We need to be very thankful, thanking God for sustenance. Truth is, we've all probably gained a little weight this year, and it's because God has been good to us. So we should thank him for, number one, our salvation, number two, for sustenance. And I want to say this because I'm a substitute teacher in the school system in southern Illinois, in high schools. And folks, do you know a lot of children today, a lot of homes, they leave for school, they don't have food, and the schools now provide nutritious breakfasts and meals for them free of charge so they can have something to eat. So if you have plenty of food to eat here in this great country, you ought to be thankful to God, and you ought to share a little bit of what you've got to someone else in the name of Jesus and for his glory and honor. Number three, what else can we be thankful for? We can be thankful for service. The same sweet singer of Israel, David, the psalmist, cried, Enter in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. He also said, Serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Serve the Lord with gladness. Psalm 100, and verse 2. Think about this, Christian. What a privilege it is to serve Jesus Christ. What a joy. Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. For what? His suffering, he came to do the Father's will, and he was willing to pour out his life's sinless blood in sacrificial giving that we might be saved. Do we serve the Lord with gladness, even when it involves a little bit of sacrifice or hardship? Daniel knew the decree that he had signed. He knew that he was the target of a fiendish plot. But the Scripture says in Daniel chapter 6, and verse 10, that he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed, and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Folks, we are saved by the grace of God to serve Jesus Christ, and we serve Jesus Christ by serving other people. Are you serving the Lord by serving others? We are left in the world to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in his name and magnify him. And what a pleasure it is to serve Jesus Christ. The scripture says that in the grave, who shall give thanks? David asked that question. You see, the time is short. Jesus is coming soon. We don't know how much longer any of us have on this earth. And we ought to have the time that we have available to start serving the Lord as we should, should by serving other people. And doing the work of the Lord, you know me and Dorinda, we're going to tell you, hand out a gospel tract, witness to someone for Jesus Christ, invite someone to church, pray for them, pray with them about something, but serve someone else because you're indirectly serving Jesus Christ. So we are thankful today for salvation. We are thankful for sustenance. We are thankful for service. And fourthly, we are thankful for strength. Psalm 121, verse 2. My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord is the strength of my life, David said in Psalm 27, and verse 1. A noted Bible teacher was once asked if he had a, quote, living Bible, unquote. He replied, quoting, well, I certainly don't have a dead one, end of quote. Folks, oh, the strength that comes from this blessed living book, the Holy Bible. The Bible, the Scripture, is God's Word. It is inspired by God. And we all know that and we believe that. That's what our faith is built upon. Day by day, strength and solace come from the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we pause to thank Him for it? Thanks be unto God, which causeth us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. When the thorn in the flesh stings us with pain, then it is that we, that's when we learn afresh that God's grace is sufficient for us and that his strength is made perfect in weakness that Paul said in 2 Corinthians twelve nine. Folks, be thankful for that. The 147th Psalm begins with Praise ye the Lord. And it continues by citing the gathering together of the outcasts and the healing of the broken in heart, along with the binding up of their wounds. Psalm one hundred forty seven, verses two and three. Oh praise him, folks, for the strength that he gives us to get up and live and move and have our being. Amen. Let's also thank the Lord today in this Thanksgiving time. We should be thankful for satisfactions. Scripture says in Psalm one hundred three and verse five, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things? Do you know anyone else who really satisfies? Yeah, God's grace is sufficient. Scripture says in Psalm 16, verse 11, In his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Jesus saves, keeps, and he satisfies has become a true testimony, and it should be true to every one of us. Yes, how true. This is interesting, but a 77-year-old doorkeeper of a Manhattan apartment building in New York bought a quarter-page advertisement years ago in the New York Times newspaper. In those days, he spent nearly $1,000. That was a portion of his life savings to print an essay at Thanksgiving entitled Just Simply Thanks. It was his way to thank God publicly for his good life in this great country. For his loving parents, his jobs, for this free country, the United States of America. And he said, and I quote, This last year has been such a wonderful year, so I pray to God that I may never forget to thank him each day. End of quote. At this Thanksgiving, it will be so easy to forget God in the noisy stadiums of a football stadium or, or that we're stuffed to the brim from the dining room table. And if we're not careful let us remember the sources of our satisfactions. Philippians 4.19 tells us that. Amen. Folks, that God has done all things for us. There's a dangerous road that we travel if we're not thanking God for what we have, the satisfactions He's given us. Amen. Let's remember this. Listen closely now. Let's remember to thank the Lord. And even if your turkey dinner isn't everything you think it should have been, why don't you just thank the Lord for taste buds? There's a thought. At the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus paused to give thanks over the loaves and the fishes. John 6, verse 11. Before he distributed to the disciples. And he, he's our supreme example in all things, Amen. thanked the Father for hearing him. John chapter 11, and verse 41. Before exercising his power to raise Lazarus from the dead. He thanked the Lord for listening to Him. Jesus Christ is the true author of thanksgiving, and He's our Savior, our Lord, and our coming King, and we should be patterning our lives after Him, and particularly in this matter of thanksgiving. Now quickly, as time permits, we should be thankful not only for salvation, not only for sustenance, not only for service, not only for strength, and not only for satisfactions, but we should be thankful for a song. Scripture says in Psalm 40 and verse 3, He hath put a new song in my heart. A thankless heart is a cheerless heart. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Folks, how sweet the song of salvation. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. But think about this. When you survey the misery written on the faces of a Christless generation in the world around us, I want to thank him every day afresh and new for the joy that he alone has put in my heart and in your heart. I want to thank him for my wife, Dorinda, my son, Brett, for my cat, for my distant family members, for all the different church people that Dorinda and I have got to minister to and with and worship with this year filling in in churches across the the region of southeast Missouri and southern Illinois and western Kentucky. We've been tickled and honored. We're thankful for those people. They're trying to win souls and, and uh, keep exalting Jesus. So time's going to escape us, but I'm thankful for a song. Folks, you got a song in your heart, something you never had, the old psalm. Uh, there is in my heart today something I never had. Jesus has taken my sins away. Oh, say, but I'm glad. Amen. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Psalm 34 and verse 19. Quickly, and I'm going to finish with this. We're thankful today for the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, in everything give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This world is getting ripe right before you right now for the second coming of Jesus. The European Union is already talking about putting digital currency, which is already out and causing people to receive a digital mark by 2027-28. This is being proposed at the European Union right now, the revived Roman Empire, to make everyone in Europe take this mark. And that's what Revelation 13 says, that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's going to cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark. Friend, if you're saved, you're going to be taken out before that takes place. But you better look up, Jesus is coming. Are you serving him? Are you saved? Be thankful. In this Good Tidings radio broadcast, Dorinda and I are thankful to the Lord for this broadcast opportunity for your listening, and we pray God will bless you and your family on this Thanksgiving year. Keep looking up and be a thankful to God. Okay, Jesus is coming soon. God bless you.
1: I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh yes, day is finally here. Amen. For unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not, fear not by me, yes sir. So